0: Welcome to the Rural Woman Podcast, a platform for women in agriculture, ranching, homesteading, and more to share their stories. I'm your host, Caitlin Dubin. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Rural Woman Podcast. On this week's episode, you'll meet Marsha Cripps. Marsha is an agronomist, licensed pest control advisor, and has recently moved back to her home state of Michigan to work with potato growers. Today, we chat about Marsha's journey into the field of agronomy and how she hopes to inspire and connect others, specifically women, to the industry. I'm very excited for you guys to meet Marsha. She graciously pulled over her truck while she was out working in the field to chat with me for this interview. So I'm always thankful for the hardworking ladies out in the field that take some time to chat with me. Before we get to Marcia's episode, I have to announce who the winner was for the second anniversary that has been happening on the Real Woman podcast. Brittany from Stems Micro Farm over on Instagram. Congratulations. You are going to get some great goodies in the mail sent to you. And I am extremely jealous of all of the goodness. So thank you again for sharing the Rural Woman podcast over on your social media. And you guys, if you love the show, this is one of the best ways for others to learn about it is you sharing with your friends, family, whomever over on social media. So I'm always grateful for the screenshots up in your stories on Instagram and all of the other places that you guys are sharing the good word of the Rural Woman podcast. One other quick thing, a big thank you to our newest patrons of the Rural Woman Podcast, Billy M., Emily T., Sarah K., and Jenny B. Thank you all so much for joining the Rural Woman Podcast gang over on Patreon. Your financial support of the Rural Woman Podcast is the reason that you get to hear my angelic voice through your earbuds each and every week. I don't know if it's angelic. We'll have to ask my husband uh, for a better description of it. Without further ado, my friends, let's get to Marsha's interview. Hi, Marsha. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. I am very excited to get to chat with you today here on the Rural Woman podcast. I'm excited to get to know you better. I've been following you along on Instagram for a while now, and I think you are a super woman when it comes to women in agriculture. So I'm excited to get to share your story.
1: Oh my gosh, thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me and uh, considering me an uh, option for the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for the <laughs> listeners who may be unfamiliar with you, give us your background and how you got your start in egg.
1: So, I am an agronomist. Uh, right now, I am based out of Southwest Michigan as a potato agronomist. But uh, I started my career in California working with various crops, but specifically almonds and pistachios. And I grew up in Michigan, and obviously, I Couldn't get enough of the cold, so now I'm back. And yeah, I'm passionate about connecting people to science through agriculture. And that's why I really am glad to hear that there's people like you
0: that reach out and want to share the stories of women in ag. For sure. And like we were chatting about before we hit record here, I don't know many female agronomists. So to find one and connect with you online is a real treat. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that compliment. And I'm hoping that by doing this, uh, we can change that in the future. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us what initially got you interested in the field of agronomy.
1: So I grew up on a farm in Michigan and my grandparents farmed apples and blueberries. My dad had corn soybeans, alfalfa, and I didn't think I would end up going into agriculture. I studied something else in college, but I took one course. It was at Michigan State University called Intro to Agriculture, Agribusiness, and um, I really enjoyed that class and ended up spending more time doing that along with my crop and soil sciences class. I originally took them as an elective, and I knew after that one semester that this was it for me,
0: and I did an internship, but... in michigan and that's what solidified it and that's where we are today tell us more about the experience that you've had with the various crops you mentioned different crops in california and now you're in michigan with potatoes tell us more about the different experiences and the different crops that you've been able to work with
1: it's been a real blessing i'm very blessed that i grew up in michigan that's already a diverse state that's got multiple crop types, and then when I moved to California, it was, I believe the statistic is over 300 different crop types, so it was a challenge. There was definitely a learning curve, but I loved it. I was always learning something new, and I was challenged in a positive way, and from those multiple experiences, that uh, actually helped me uh, do really well in my current job with potatoes, so I went from working with multiple crops to one crop, and People don't realize it, but sometimes working with almonds, you learn about a product or you learn about something new, and that can cross over to potatoes. So it was a very positive experience
0: and challenging experience to work with multiple crops, and I'm extremely blessed that I got that opportunity. For sure. Was there any crop that you enjoyed working with more than another one? Was there any crops that were a pain in the butt <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah i do have favorites i'm not gonna lie i love almonds uh just because i had never seen an almond until i moved out to california and i also quite selfishly i like that during uh, harvest season or when the holes start splitting uh, i could just go up to the trees and you know have a little snack <laughs> and then of course i love like fruit crops. I love peaches, nectarines for the same exact reason. It was always nice while you were scouting that you could just quickly grab a snack to eat. And uh, when it came to headaches, I mean, they all had their headaches um, in general. Yeah, I can't really think of one where I had a huge issue with and I was like, I'll never touch that. Oh, no, I take it back. It was hemp. <laughs> <laughs> hemp was one uh, yeah, I take it back. Now I remember. Uh, hemp was one where I I'm cool. if I never walked through a hemp field ever again.
0: <laughs> Marsha, I you're preaching to the choir here. We're a hemp farm, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just when they got really big, you know what I'm talking about when they yep. get really tall, and yeah, I felt like um, I was in that movie with uh, I think it's like Rapunzel or whatever Sleeping Beauty, where like Prince Philip has to
0: cut through all that like. <laughs> like those so storms that's what it felt like <laughs> absolutely that's exactly what it feels like and like by the time july or august comes around for us it is well some of the fields are well over six feet tall and it is a real pain when it gets that tall especially when i'm out there checking irometers and soil moisture and all oh, of those wonderful things well, we get to uh, i feel for through. you Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I feel for you very
1: much because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm glad that I just only have a couple clients that do this, and it's not everyone else. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, and I'm six feet tall, so really, like, if I think it's really tall, like, it is very tall. <laughs> exactly, and then I'm six feet tall. I just feel like, oh my gosh, I'm in like a movie, and like I'm just gonna get swallowed. Yes, oh <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So, Marsha, what are some of the biggest challenges that you've faced in your career so far? Biggest
1: challenges is, um, but also something that I enjoy doing is learning all the new things that being uh, young. That there's a lot of stuff that I don't know. I jokingly tell everybody I'm, and I'm very good at finding what I don't understand or don't know, and. I'm very blessed, though, that I have surrounded myself with smart people and thanks to these wonderful things called cell phones and laptops that everybody's a phone call with. And I highly recommend anybody, uh, young woman, young man, anyone that is interested in being an agronomist, to surround yourself with people that are smarter than you and find some good mentors. And this sounds so silly, but I mean, if you look into my phone... Um, I have a guy that I call my herbicide guy, where if there's something where I'm in a situation where I can't figure out when it comes to weeds or herbicides, I call him and go, hey, help me. And most of the time, he can answer it. And if he can't, he points me in the right direction. And same with insects and same with crops, too. Like, I have an almond guy that I always reach out to. Or I have a cotton person, and not with potatoes, I think I have, like, 10 potato people that I reach out to. So yeah, and uh, I think
0: that's the greatest challenge is building that network up and building out uh call when you're in a table. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I think that's such a smart piece of advice is to surround yourself with people who are smarter than you, because I think that's the greatest way that you're going to learn is from others. And you're going to learn from their mistakes and what they did wrong and what's actually working for them
1: exactly no you hit it right on head and then i'd say the next hardest thing would be uh, making my own mistakes and fortunately uh, being young i mean don't know everything and the only way to learn is to go and try stuff and yeah i think uh, whether we like to admit it or not uh falling on your face it hurts sometimes and you got to get back up but uh yeah i'd say that's the other challenge that i've faced
0: I think everyone has faced that challenge, whether they are young or old. <laughs> exactly. I think just that you guys become
1: worse and worse. me. Yeah. I think I just had no ego now. Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> you can help support the stories of women in agriculture to be shared through the Rural Woman podcast on Patreon. What is Patreon? It's a membership-based platform that helps fund and support creators like me to create and produce content like this that you all love. New to the Rural Woman Podcast Patreon is ad-free listening and patron-only bonus content and exclusive episodes. Learn more and join the patron gang today at patreon.com slash the rural woman podcast. So share with us some wins that you want to celebrate that you've had in your career. You have had a multitude of experiences in relatively a short amount of time, but what are some things that you're really proud of?
1: Man, I'd say uh, out of all the days I've had in this business, the best days I've been sitting down with my customers and going over data, as nerdy as that sounds, and looking back at like year one, two, and three, and quantifiably... Seeing the difference, like the positive change, I love looking through soil and tissue analysis and showing, to me, those are like progress cards or report cards that you get like from your teacher showing that we went from like a like C minus or D or barely passing to an A. Or if we're not even at the A, just that makes me excited to know that we're headed in the right direction. And sometimes if uh, we aren't headed in the right direction, making those changes to that make sure that we can get there and those are the best days and that's
0: how I keep score for those soil and tissue tests. Yeah for sure we do soil testing and tissue testing all throughout the year and personally when I look at these reports I don't know what I'm looking at but my husband gets really excited about them so.
1: (laughs) I understand that pure excitement and like looking at those numbers I'm like oh yeah especially like I started with a high pH and seeing that number go down because that People don't realize it, but I think pH, it's like a one unit difference, but coming from like an 8 pH to a 6, you're on a log 100 basis, so you're moving like thousands of points. So right. that's why,
0: that's one example of me getting really excited about seeing numbers go down or well, up. <laughs> I'm excited that you're excited. <laughs> Someone's got to be excited here. So. Exactly. <laughs> For the listeners who they themselves don't do soil or tissue analysis, tell them some of the benefits that you've been able to see for your customers in finding out this information.
1: Well, for me, a soil and a tissue test—it's like uh, financial statements. It's like knowing uh, your uh, accounts receivables, what's in your bank account, what's in the stocks, and knowing pretty much how much money you have in your business. That's what I compare it to. And that's how important it is. If you're running a business, you need to know your financials. You need to know what money's coming in, what money's coming out and how much you have and where is it stored. And that's what a soil test does. It shows you uh, what's in your savings, what's in your checking. And you need to know that. And, uh, Right now, I mean, whether you like it or not, you can't operate a business without having credit either. And the base definition and a soil test report to me is like a credit score. It tells me, well, how much can we borrow or how much we can get a loan for? So I like to tell people that it's like I'm a financial loan officer that you see at the bank. And then soils and tissues are like the
0: financial documents that you submit to ask for a loan. Right. That is like the perfect analogy for it. And that's how I would understand soil testing in that analogy versus any of the other fancy things.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. This is an analogy that I use a lot, or if it's not that analogy, I like to tell people it's like a house. Like, uh, pretend that you're working on a house and you need to know how much money you have and what are you going to use to build that house. So that's my other analogy, but thank you so much. I'm glad that it works because I tell my customers all the time that it's pretend that this is a financial statement
0: and I'm your loan officer and you're looking for a loan. (laughs) Exactly. Well, and just to be able to justify the cost and the time it takes to do these samples and get them sent away and get this information back and to be able to analyze this data like it it takes time and it takes money but at the end of the day if it's going to help your crops in the future then i think it's absolutely worth it
1: exactly and i know people they like to bulk a little bit at the price and i totally understand i, I sometimes bulk at the price too but it's so important um and another comparison analogy here it's like knowing your heart rate it's like for a doctor to know your health condition. Yeah, sometimes I don't like going to take care it, of but
0: it's necessary. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So take us through your potato journey. You recently moved back to Michigan uh, to start working with potatoes. So tell us what you've learned so far and what you're currently doing.
1: So yes, I'm um, moving back to Southwest Michigan and, and Michigan uh we're uh, really large in uh, cheaper potatoes, thanks to potato chips. So a lot of the potatoes now that I am growing are going to end up at, as a lace potato chip with Frito-Lay. That's one of the brands that I work with. And yeah, I am doing multiple things, not just doing agronomy in field, but also in storage as well, since uh, we store our own potatoes. And there's a lot that goes into uh, getting a potato chip. Right now, uh, we're recording in February of 2021, so we're right before planting, so all of our preparation now is to make seed, and we get seed from seed potato farms, and right now we're in the process of cutting the potatoes, so we cut them, depending on size, where the eyes are, and then out of the eye grows the potato plant, so that is what we're spending a lot of our time doing, and then, of course, storing the potatoes, and then taking out any of the potatoes that we
0: harvested from last year and
1: sending it to the processor to get made into potato chips.
0: That is so neat. And I speak for all of the fellow potato chip lovers. Thank you for what you're doing.
1: <laughs> oh, you're very welcome. I oh, know. I feel like I've got such an important job and like I'm one of the best jobs uh, that I get to do while uh, being a part of this that. Uh, Journey is uh, doing quality control testing in the lab. So I really get to make potato chips and then eat them <laughs> and
0: make sure that they <laughs> taste right and that you guys are happy. So <laughs> yeah. that's definitely a my job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so great. Marsha, what is next for you in your career in agronomy? I'll
1: be honest, I don't know how to answer that and can't answer that. Anymore. After everything that's happened with COVID and the pandemic, I've realized at this point. I cannot predict my life, and uh, I'm just going to go with the flow, but I can tell you that some of the best uh, days are being out in the field, scouting, or sitting down with growers and showing uh, how good or bad or what improvements we can make. Uh, If
0: I can have more days like that, and I'll continue to chase days like that, then I'm pretty happy. That is so good. Do you have any advice for the listeners who may be listening that have ever thought about going into the agronomy field?
1: I highly recommend it for anybody. I very much love science. I love mathematics, but I also love being outside and I'm a type of person where I'm a tactile learner. I like to walk around, touch things physically, get to know stuff. And this job combines all of that and, I really do mean this when I tell this to people. It's not a cliche. I'm not working. I get up and, like, today's a Monday. Um, I got up from the morning today, and I was so excited going to work. And uh, this is an advice to anybody with any kind of career choice, that you got to find something that makes you that excited, where you get up on Monday mornings and you're just chomping up a bit to get started. And my advice to anybody that's considering a career, get an internship. Go out there, walk fields. The only way you're going to become a good agronomist is by footsteps. And I do mean what I said earlier. Find a mentor or mentors. I recommend getting multiple opinions and go out there and follow their footsteps. And the biggest uh, advice that I have is don't be afraid to go out and try something. Try something new. And if it scares you a little bit, then good.
0: If it scares you, then it must mean it's working. <laughs> exactly. And you're not going to get any better if you don't <laughs> yourself a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. Marsha, my last question for you is, what is the most rewarding part about being an agronomist for you?
1: The most rewarding part is, at the end of the day, or any part of the day, especially for a nice day out, to kind of look out and just observe the nature and be a part of it. At least that's the most rewarding part for me. And then Of course, I'm just that type of person looking at all the work that you put in after one, two, three, or like a few years and just seeing that progression. I think that's the best part. Being an agronomist, you're not running sprints. You're running a very long marathon and it's beautiful to see the progress.
0: That is very good. Well, thank you again so much for joining me on the podcast. I really hope that our listeners have enjoyed hearing from you for the listeners who would like to connect with you after the show where can they find you online they can find me on instagram twitter facebook tiktok pretty much i'm on all of them podcast, at
1: Clap queen Marshall. and if they have any questions at all about
0: agronomy anything there's no such thing as a stupid question with me and i'd be more than happy to answer them or at least point you in the right direction. That is so good. And I will be sure to link all of those, including your TikTok in the show notes so people can (laughs) find you and follow you and connect with you. I appreciate that. Thank you again so much for joining me on the Royal Woman podcast today. I really appreciate it. Thank
1: you so much for having
0: me. Thanks for listening to the Rural Woman podcast. Special thanks to our Patreon executive producer, Sarah Reedner of Happiness by the Acre and to my editor, Max Hofer. For show notes, head on over to wildrosefarmer.com. You can connect with me on social media using the handle at wildrosefarmer on all platforms. If you love the show, make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts, plus share it with a friend. We'll see you next time.